adjacent. You're listening to the Sports Adjacent. Okay, I like that. I just learned something new today. Adjacent. With Jason Leisure and Russell Dorsey on the House of L Network. We're doing everything I dreamed of as an adjacent. So what age were you guys like when you learned? No, I'm asking Jason. What age were you, Jason, when you learned how to control the filter between your head and your mouth? And I'm not asking Tony because he's not at that age yet. Uh, <laughs> so no. what age were you when you said, all right, the things that I think in my head, I can't save them. 34. All right. <laughs> all right. So you're right there with Tony where <laughs> this is something that's very brand new to you. Yeah, it's going to be a while still for Tony. I'm guessing you came about this younger. Yes, way younger. And okay. I have t- two stories. So when I was uh, around seven my brother and I would go to my grandma's house during the summertime and she would like do these Bible studies at the old folks home. Okay. She would, and so she would do them or take you with or yeah, both. So she would like be the person doing them for the old folks home. And then me and my brother have to go along. Like we didn't want to go to Bible study, but there was nowhere to go. (laughs) So she takes us over there and there's like this group of like 12 ladies there and uh, one of the ladies is the first time I've ever I ever found out that ladies have uh, mustaches, too. And so I'm with my brother and we're sitting there and I nudge him. I'm like, Joe, he's ignoring me. I'm like, Joe, he's like, what? I was like, yo, that lady has a mustache. And he's like, Russell, <laughs> shut up. And I'm just like, does nobody see that this lady has a mustache? And I'm like, is it, this, is, this is a regular thing. Nobody says anything. But. You're like, we should call CNN, get the news. Down I'm just like, yeah. it was the first time I'd ever seen. I was like breaking news. This lady has a mustache and just letting it like it wasn't like faint. It was like she was letting it grow. She had like she was getting the goatee soul patch joint. Like, mm. and so it's like, Joseph, like what what is going on here? And then he pulled me aside and said, sometimes like ladies can grow facial hair, too. And you shouldn't point it out because that's rude. And is I'm it though? Like, if if it's like pronounced, yes, it is, Tony. Yeah, Tony. yeah. No, no one's doing you, that on purpose. You see why I didn't style, ask you? Tony, you see yes. why I didn't ask you this question, Tony? So, Russ, you learned that at what age? Seven. And Tony's learning that at um, today, Tw- almost thirty. <laughs> right. Yeah. At the time of this recording. Right. All right what was the what, what was the first? Time, was that the first time? Obviously, that was your first time. Yeah. Like, I remember the first time I uh, I saw a, a woman with facial hair. It shocked me too. Cause you don't know, don't know what. <laughs> yeah. Is there like people? They don't teach you that in life. <laughs> they like, don't. Men and women have mustaches. Uh, like they just teach you growing up. Like men have mustaches. And so when I see this lady with them, like I was stopped in my tracks. Right. You don't know what to do right. with that information. It's like, yeah, man. Because you equate mustaches, right, with right. men. I was like, but this is obviously a woman. Like, what's going on here? Tony, you still look confused by this. Let's start the show, and then I want to hear the other story. Well, <laughs> welcome to Sports Adjacent. I'm Jason Leisure with Russ Dorsey and the uh, ever-curious, ever-learning Tony Gill. Uh, we are brought to you by Obvious Shirts. Obvious Shirts has some new stuff for us. We're hoping they have some new Sports Adjacent stuff, but mm-hmm. even if they don't, they got some new Bear stuff. They've got a yeah, T-shirt right now. they got a T-shirt right now that says QB1. And yes, all of a sudden, sir. 
All of a sudden, you might actually want to wear that shirt. It's not so funny anymore, is it? Yeah, it ain't, it ain't Andy Dalton no more. Andy, get your ass out of here. You could have sold, <laughs> sold that shirt a month ago, and it would have been kind of funny and sarcastic. Now it's people will wear it proudly. They also have one that says Soldier Fields. Fire. Uh, which, ironically, is how a lot of people, including my dad, pronounce the name of the anyway. state. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like Jules? Yes. Yeah, my dad's move seems to be, and I don't know because I, I've not lived here all that long as an adult. I don't know if this is a Chicago thing or just my dad's thing. He will put an S on whatever doesn't have an S and take the S off of whatever does. Chicago. So Jewel Black, becomes white, Jules. Soldier Latino. Field becomes Soldier Fields. This is yeah. a common. Do your parents do this? Yeah. Okay. Tony's yeah, no, dad, no, my, my, right. my grandparents did it. Okay. There you go. Uh, you can get those shirts. You can get sports adjacent shirts as soon as they're available for pre-order, which could be by the time you're hearing this. I hope it is. Be. Um, if not, it's going to be very soon. And you can get 10% off all of that by using our promo code adjacent 10. Yes, sir. Just where were you guys? This is one of the questions in the city of Chicago. Where were you? When the Bears traded up for Justin Fields. Jason, I know you were working. Scrambling, Russ, scrambling. Because I did not see that. I hate, man, when something surprising happens and reporters are like, they act like they weren't surprised by it. Come on, man. I knew this was going to happen. Yeah, Yeah. come on. That was not on the table realistically going into that. I, I still think, I think that it was a great trade in the sense of how much they paid. I'm surprised it took that little to move up and get him to move up nine spots. That was surprising. I I was scrambling, man. I was getting ready to do a column about how they were drafting an offensive lineman and how, you know, it's not that fun, but it's what they need, blah, blah, blah. And uh, so I I was at my kitchen table, just scrambling to get something together there. What about you, Tony? Um, I was preparing for a live podcast and I was expecting for them to be at 20. So I wasn't really prepared. I was just kind of eating and, rolling around and then i saw on the ticker that the bears traded up i ran upstairs i'm like it's about to get real like he's about i'm guessing to- that's what joe over at obvious shirts did too <laughs> he's a he's about- <laughs> because they got these shirts up fast man they yeah, got these joe, soldier joe play, man. and qb1 shirts up very fast uh um, does not play so russ you don't strike me as a person that has trouble filtering your thoughts i think you know, when you're when you we're just hanging out, I think you have a good you, you just kind of let it fly. But I, you seem mm-hmm. like someone that would have a lot of control over making sure you don't say the wrong thing in the, in the wrong company or at the wrong time. So I, yes. I I'm guessing that this other story you have also took place when you were pretty young. Yes. Around that same age. Yeah. So when I'm when I'll one day, this will happen for you, too, Tony. <laughs> when Tony grows up. Yeah. Um, one day. When when you live in a, a, a house where like your dad's a pastor. Right. Or your mom's a minister, all this other stuff. Right. Like, Tony is. Well. Yeah. You learn. Well, Tony hasn't learned yet. So I'll tell him my story. T- Tony's so, grown up in that situation right, right. for people that so, are not familiar with his Wikipedia. Page. <laughs> so you learn very early. Like if there's things I really want to say, I'll say I'm at school like everybody else. Um, but as far as this story goes. So another Bible story, Bible study with grandma. We go mm-hmm. over to the, the old folks home and. The lady comes in and they had their like Bible study books. The lady goes. My grandma's name is Sarah. Her name was Sarah. And she was just like one of the ladies was like the devil made me lose my book, Sarah. 
And I looked, <laughs> looked at my brother and said, definitely make her lose that damn book. She lost that book on her own. <laughs> and it was the funniest thing. So then my brother always, Russell, shut up. <laughs> Don't say that stuff. I'm like, what? Is nobody else thinking these things that I think? But it's when I started to learn. I'm like, okay, the things that I think, I can't necessarily say them. Because one, I'm going to get in trouble. And two, I might hurt somebody's feelings. So, Tony, yeah. that's what I want you to start thinking about. I know you might not care at this point, but the things that you say could hurt somebody's feelings or get you in trouble. Can you see me hurt somebody's feelings? Yes. Yes, really? I can. By accident. By accident. You're, you're a very Tony, kind, kind-hearted person, but you could I could see uh, carelessness. I could Tony, see carelessness entire, being an issue. We had an entire segment last week where you said you wouldn't let somebody hold your hand who was freaking oh, out on an airplane. Don't, don't bring this up again. This I was, was hurting their I was so appalled by his reaction to that. I said I would get help, just not for me. <laughs> yeah, Tony would, Tony would hit the call flight attendant button and then in retelling the story on the podcast the next week would describe himself as a first responder. Like, well, I jumped right to action, guys. I immediately, I saw this woman was having trouble and I just, man, I just, I couldn't, I just, it came naturally. I just reached up and hit that call flight attendant button. Got someone I, uh, else to do it. I too was uh am a am a preacher's kid. Um I don't know. I appreciate the uh the freedom that I have to be a free thinker and uh able to discuss things that normal people are uncomfortable discussing. That's how I kind of feel about it. I I feel like we have similar backgrounds where I think people think of like preacher's kids or people who have parents who are in the ministry, like their kids end up being super weird. And for the most part, they do. Um, <laughs> but I think Tony and I are cool case studies because most people would go, these dudes are crazy as hell. How were their parents in the ministry? <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, that's really funny. Oh, by the way, before we move on, I have another flight story. Oh, good. So... Where were you traveling from this time? Traveling back from Cincinnati. And you're on that airline where it's just like a free for all, no assigned seats. Listen, I'm going to tell you what, Jason, because me and my mom were having a conversation. You were talking. I'm correct, right? I want to help people understand because there's a world of difference. World of difference between that and getting on there with seat 2E or something like that. You were talking real greasy about SWA, and we don't appreciate that in the Dorsey household, man. Well, I was trying not to say the name in case they ever want to be a sponsor, and then in which case they become my favorite. You've airline. been dogging sponsors every week, whether it's them, Tony, Tony Dog, and Captain Crunch last week. Like we dropping sponsors like flies. But yes, I'm on that airline. And uh, it's cool. It's not even, it's not even 75% full. This might be like 50% full. Okay, I'm so like, good. Cool. Midday Great. flight. Yeah. direct it's gonna be 45 minutes from cincy to chicago yeah afternoon flight like it's great everybody's boarding should be easy five minute boarding we get out of here i sit down and there's this guy his mid 40s uh he's one of those guys you know had the tight t-shirt on he had like a this platinum gray hair really muscular his wife and like a four-year-old kid okay they get on as they get on they sit in their seat and immediately take off their masks and the flight attendant is in the row behind them like directing traffic and she goes oh excuse me guys like i'm gonna need you to put your masks back on guy loses it i have both 
effing shots. Why do I need to put my mask on? This oh, is come stupid. On, man. You're, you're I coming feel close threatened. To you're coming close Back to me. Back off. Threaten me again. Back to up. Put your phone down. And I was just like, not today, dude. Not today, man. This was an easy flight. Come if you're on. doing that at this point, you want to cause a problem. You don't even right. have to like wearing a mask, but you know what the rules are. Right. And so she's like, sir, it's federally mandated. Everybody has to have their mask on. We can't make exceptions. You guys have to put the mask on. I have the vaccine. If I've gotten both shots of the damn, why right. do I even get the vet? And I'm just like, no, dude. And so then his wife is going into. That man harassed me for not wearing a mask. I have a breathing problem. My doctor would not let me wear a mask. And she was like, sir, I'm being very polite about it. It's a 45 minute flight. Everybody has to do it. You'll be home in no time. He's going off, going off, going off. So she's how, like, how far are you allowed to take this before they get you off the flight? Because nobody right. wants so to, she, nobody this, wants to be in your position being, no. you know, near this. Nobody wants to be within the blast radius of whatever's about to happen. Right. She was like, sir, if you make us miss our departure time, we'll remove you from this flight. I pay my money just like everybody. Else. And so then she goes, supervisor comes, sir, you have to put your mask on or you will take you off this flight right now. Was, is this his guy's first flight? Did he not fly to Cincinnati? That's what I'm saying. I'm just like, what is going on? So they kicked, he, they got kicked off the flight. Well, I mean, good. I mean, that's, that's fine. That's what's supposed to happen. But it was a, dude, it was like, it's a 40 minute flight, dude. It wasn't LA to New York. It was like six hours. Yeah, I mean, it ain't going to be a 40 minute flight for him. He can drive five hours with his mask off. But it's just like, if he, have even fun. if he went to another airline, I'm like, you, you have to wear your mask on every year. Do you, do you think there's a single person in America or in the world who enjoys wearing a mask and social like anybody? You think anybody thinks that's fun? Right. Nobody wants to do that. Nobody's like, oh, man, I've been waiting for us to be able to wear masks because I got all these good outfits that go so well with masks and they're so comfortable. And I like not being able to breathe easily. But I mean, what are you, what are you going to do? That's right. what the airline says you have to do. That's what the grocery store has says you have to do. I mean, how, how do you get on a plane and not expect that and think I'll just be able to get on a plane and, you know, take my mat, take my pants off while I'm at it. Just get real comfortable. Like I'm in my living room. That's what he thought. Devil's advocate so, here. Um, here we go. You're going to take this guy's side. No, no, no. That's not, no, that's not what I'm saying. <laughs> Tony, even, this dude was a bad Is this even cool. real anymore? Like, that's, are that's you just, not, are you, are you being yourself at this point or are you just, trying to play a character because last week last week you wouldn't help an older woman who needed help on a plane this week you're going to take up for the guy who wouldn't wear a mask and go ahead tony go ahead do your um, thing devil's advocate again again this guy's right. being a jerk uh ruining the flight for everybody um if you do if you are fully vaccinated why do we still need the mask? But, I got to explain science to you now. There's a, there's a, there's a is couple it things. science or is it just to make people feel comfortable still? I, I think we're going to get you this. We're going to get to a point here soon where because CDC guidelines are rolling over every week. Yes. We'll get to a point where it goes go from full uh, mandated to masks optional to mm. no mask at all. Like it's not going to be some. All right. Masks off. Like I know some yeah. places are doing that, but in places like stores and airplanes and all that, like it's it's they're going to spoon feed us back into normal life. And the other part is. We're not at a point yet where you can prove that you're fully back like that dude could have just been saying that to take his mask off. Mm-hmm. So and, and so we're getting to a point where they'll there. I think they're talking about like these vaccination passports. Yeah. 
for airlines. Yeah. Or, and, but then even like, I've heard it for like, um, sporting events, concerts, all these different things where it's like, Hey, you have to like actually prove that you got vaccinated to get in all these things again. They also don't have conclude. I can't believe we're doing science talk to teach you about this, Tony, on the, on the podcast, but they also don't have conclusive proof um, saying that even if you're vaccinated, you can't spread it. So if somebody coughs a bunch of Rona into your face, even though you're vaccinated, you could then turn and cough all that into some unvaccinated person's face. They could die, Tony. But I think more so to Russ's point, you have no idea. I wouldn't, if you didn't get vaccinated and you didn't want to deal with all the hassle, uh, when you just walk around saying you were vaccinated, I don't make assumptions about people, but that I, I, that looked like the type of guy that would lie about being vaccinated. Yeah. Do you guys talk to your friends about getting vaccinated? Yeah. Cause I, I feel like it's a personal issue. I, I don't, I don't go around asking people, Hey, did you get vaccinated yet? Unless it's like a really close friend or family member, or we've talked about it in some way, or the other person has brought it up. It, yes. Uh, we very, very briefly, like, I'd say like 90 something percent of my friends are vexed. I'm fully vexed. Um, but I, it just leads to an argument. And sometimes I just don't feel like it. So I got a friend and an uncle. I think they're anti-vaxxers. Okay. And, so that, and how, how did you find this out? Uh, I asked people, everybody around me. Oh, you just go around asking people their business. You, huh? We okay. just had a conversation about how Tony has no filter yeah. between his brain and mouth. Yeah, so I expect him to ask people. I, mean, I need to know. Russ, what, Russ, uh, Russ, have you been vaxxed? Which vax, Which vaccine did you get? And um, what did you file for on your income taxes last year? <laughs> I can't I answer. That, that's how Tony yes, starts That's how Tony is. Yeah. Here's a good icebreaker. <laughs> what's your social? Like, that's right. Tony. Hey, what's your blood type? Yeah, I don't, um, I don't think that's, that's personal information, in my opinion. If you're going to be around me and in my space and in my family space, I need to know because I need to know what level of connection are we going to have in the immediate future? Because if my family's vaccinated and you're not vaccinated, we can do this Zoom thing. We can do phone calls. But I agree with Tony. I agree with Tony. Like, here's the thing. Sometimes you don't know. Like, (laughs) Jason, I hadn't hugged Jason in over a year. And then we go out for our uh, show dinner and like he gives you a hug. And I'm just like, yo, what is going on here? <laughs> and never made the announcement. Oh, I'm giving hugs again. Uh, so, yeah, you kind of have to have that conversation. That is as we move out of this, hopefully that that was one of the most awkward. That was one of the challenges of the pandemic. Like, is, imagine me. The, the awkward at- interactions where you don't know to what level someone else is taking this seriously. So you don't know. Is this if if I'm inviting this person to my house, like to eat inside, are they going to be made uncomfortable by that? If I, you know, is, is this person more of an elbow bump or a, or, or a hug person or or is this person doing absolutely nothing about this and thinks it's a hoax and trying to catch it? It seems like and maybe I don't want to hang around that person. Like imagine me at dinner the uh, the other night. Yeah. See, I, you I, you've given me nothing but elbow dat for a year plus. And then I see you hug Tony. And I know I make the joke that you love Tony the more than you love me, but I'm like, well, what, look at these guys <laughs> hugging clo- each other in front of me. I am closer with Tony. That might have factored into that's it. A, that's <laughs> a tough. <laughs> now my feelings are hurt. Y'all have a good pod, man. <laughs> I'm logging off. Uh, Tony said something the other day, man. Tony was coming over for dinner, and uh, I said, "I invited him- Tony over for dinner without wow. It's like this." 
How many times have you been over to my house for dinner? Like two or three times. What are you talking about? My feelings are hurt, bro. You've been over to my house for dinner pro- <laughs> at least three times, I think, Russ. I'm just screwed with you, man. No, what but I invited it's all personal private dinner. Well, I invited Tony over to have dinner with my family. Uh, and all of the times Tony has been to my house have been during the pandemic. And so Tony said something like, oh, that sounds cool. I've never been inside your house before. As though that, <laughs> as though that's like, as though that's for any other reason whatsoever than the pandemic. He's like, yeah, Tony, we're going to keep you outside on the patio. You're more of an outside friend, Tony. <laughs> That's hilarious. You seem unwieldy and, uh, you know, too much of a wild card for in the house. It's not that's not incorrect. But. It's like it's like, a, it's like Caddyshack. You guys might not know that, but that's an old movie from the 80s where he uh, invites Bill Murray's dirty kind of grimy character over. And he's like, we have a pool and a pond. Uh, the pond would be more for you. <laughs> You guys have no idea what that movie is, do you? No, I've never watched Caddyshack before. I, I, this is it. something we should do. I was thinking about this after we talked like way too much about Nick Cage and National Treasure last week. Not I think, enough, I think we could have a good idea here where we could start assigning each other movie reviews for the following week. I'd Ooh. actually be down with that. I think it could be funny. That's tough. And we could assign movie reviews that are like way, way off brand. Like I can, I can, Tony, who has uh, been to one hockey game in his life, and asked if Jonathan Tay's playing center is the same as Shaq playing center. Tony could review like a hockey movie, like Sudden Death, for Miracle, example. Miracle. What? Sudden I'm Death is a little funnier. Ducks. Thank yeah, you. I, t- I take that even. Tony reviewing a Mighty Ducks movie. That'd be good. Yeah. <laughs> Tony would be like, this dude got a DUI? <laughs> what kind of Disney movie is this? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah. There was a lot of stuff right off the bat with that. Remind. Wow, this might not fly anymore. That's, oh that's why gosh. I wasn't. Uh, that's why I wasn't upset about Tony Larusa. I was like, "Well, the Mighty Ducks guy, he's fine." Oh gosh! On that note, I love everything about Russell Westbrook. I love. I love the personality, the way he plays. The athletic. I think he might be the most. Uh, uh, maybe not at this point. Now that he's like well into his thirties, but a few years ago was probably the most athletic, most impressive athlete in the NBA, just with what that guy could do, especially coming off, I think, multiple knee surgeries. But uh, I don't understand why people don't like him. I don't understand what, I mean, he's a handful. He's a handful, but in the NBA, I don't know. That's one of my favorite things about him. Don't you watch the NBA for some of that drama? Yeah, personalities. I I think for me, one, his people who have uh, the name Russell, like we kind of have the connection. but also, I, I'm, I, I feel like I you're think, nothing like him. You're nothing like him. I mean, we're both animated. We both like to like, we love, both love music and fun, dancing. Um, he, he's li- a little bit more uh, short fused than I have, but. I would say so, yeah. I'm not constantly worried about you erupting. No. But we, we haven't been in a bar fight yet, maybe. <laughs> Not yet. Right. We'll look for that. We'll look for that. Our next staff meeting. Right. He's my favorite. He's my favorite current player. He's been my favorite current player for a while. I would have been really happy for the Bulls to get him. And I don't really care about all this stuff about people think that you can't win with him. You couldn't win with Carmelo either, but a a lot of people liked him and liked his game and thought he was fun to watch. I've evolved to this point, especially when you're watching players on other teams it's really just about whether it's a fun viewing experience. I, the more, the longer I've been 
involved in sports and covering sports, the more I think of sports as a television show. And Russell Westbrook absolutely can carry a television show. I, the way he plays is so unpredictable, but then like t- the tantrums, the outbursts are so unpredictable too. I think he's a really fun, he's my favorite player, even though I know that he's not the best player in the league. That's uh, that's cool. That's super interesting. I was actually talking to my dad about that, Jason, that. About Westbrook? Specifically? No, 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 just about how you view sports where that, I think former players and media ruin that. And we're also, never that back. What do you mean? Um, like in the 90s and in the 80s, it didn't matter if you could win a championship or not. People enjoy watching your talent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nobody bothered Dominique Wilkins in Atlanta. Everybody knew he wasn't going to win anything, but people enjoyed watching Dominique. That's not a thing anymore. And I don't think it's going to be a thing ever um, because there's so much pressure to win uh, a championship. Otherwise, you know, you're invalidated. And that's due to uh, the hot takes of media members like Mm -hmm. Skip Bayless, like people, Stephen A, like people with these bigger platforms and former players who get constantly ridiculed by other players about not winning a championship, i.e. what Shaq constantly does to Charles Barkley. And nobody wants to be the butt of a joke at the end of your career, no matter how great it was, right. that you never won a championship. So that, and, yeah. and it's kind of, it's to that degree, I understand when people say like, oh, it's ruined. And we're talking about the NBA specifically. Um, oh, it's ruined, you know, the NBA, all these players teaming up. But they're taking that chance of, okay, I might not be viewed as greatly, but I absolutely cannot be without a championship when I leave here. Like that, that's something that I can't allow to happen. The logic is also super flawed because there are people who have had zero impact on a championship roster that have rings. Mm-hmm. And then they can go around and say, oh, you never want a ring. I got a ring, but you didn't play. Right. So that I don't think that's fit. like Eddie Curry has a ring. Mm-hmm. Eddie Curry. I know people who are from Chicago know that name, but it's like. Just things like that, where it's like people who didn't contribute get rings. So you can't make the the assumption, oh, you have a ring. Therefore, you had a better career than somebody else. Like that's foolishness to say Eddie Curry had a better career than Reggie Miller because he has a ring and, and Reggie doesn't like that's stupid. So I think it's just who knows basketball and who doesn't like you can really, I think it's easier to differentiate between the two, right? Because people who talk about how rings are so important, it's like, you don't know the game like that. And the the fact that the, the arrow has been pointing away from front offices and team management and ownership to now players who really can't control, you know, the players that are put around them, the organization, culture, all that stuff. So I think it's, it's faulty logic. Tony, see if you can find a, a good Russell Westbrook quote for you to read about his. Uh, he just went off the other day about pe- about people criticizing his triple doubles. People are calling him a a stat hound. He's about to average a triple double for I think the fourth time in his thirteen year career, and that is that's not nothing to me. I, I don't care that he's doing that on some terrible Wizards team or or a couple of years ago, you know, some mediocre. OKC team. You've seen guys all the time over the years trying to get a triple double in a game, just in a game. And they're trying to get that last rebound or trying to get that last assist and they can't. 
And this guy has a game the other day where he goes for, I think it was like 14 points, 24 assists, 20 rebounds. You can't just do that. It's not a video game where you can just make that happen for yourself. So I find him very fun. I think I, I thought when I covered the NBA, uh, Oklahoma City was one of the few stadiums when I was covering the NBA that still put the media courtside. And I felt like getting courtside seats for Russell Westbrook was as good as it got as an entertainment experience. I enjoy covering and watching guys who are excellent and guys who are entertaining. And I feel like he's both that the outbursts and the, the personality. I feel like he's my Tony said the other day that uh, like who your favorite basketball player is could be a personality test. I feel like maybe you should start asking that in job interviews instead of all the other questions, because that might tell you everything you need to know. I don't find myself to be similar to Russell Westbrook. I find myself wishing I could be. What player, if, if Russ is your favorite, what player are you the most similar personality-wise to? <sighs> That's a good question. Uh, I don't know, man. I don't know. Let right, me think we'll about back that. To you. Let Tony, me think about that, yeah. Tony, I know this is a this is like asking which one of your kids do you love the most, even <laughs> though you don't have kids, but who is the bat? If you had to pick one, what who's your favorite and then who are you most similar personality wise to um probably it, it may be it may be the same person um right now it's steph and i think my okay. personality is that's fair maybe kind of like steph because it's like all right you you think he's humble but when it comes down to what he does best None of it's none of it's none of the humbleness, none of that. Okay, that's an interesting one. That actually um, sounds about right. Yeah, I'm gonna tell you the one. All right, so I have somebody who I think to, uh, to Tony is, and I think he'll agree. But it's funny that you said Steph. I think I don't think that's a terrible comp. Mm-hmm. Um, so my favorite basketball player right now is Dame, and I feel like I've been a Dame yeah. guy since before. Dame was like superstar Dame. And it was just like he played in Portland, you know, (laughs) it was just like this is this dude went from mid-major to superstar perennial MVP candidate and like just does his thing, doesn't make a lot of noise. But like you can't deny his greatness. Like he's he's going to go to the Hall of Fame like he's a Hall of Fame point guard. Um, He might be one of those guys. Might never win. He's been loyal to Portland. Um, but like he's amazing, dude. And like does so many things well. And th- what just you talk about shot makers and things that he can do, has interests outside of basketball that he's good at. Like guys who get into music are usually trash. He's like really good. So um love Dame. The person I think I'm most like personality-wise is Blake Griffin. Like, Blake has a fun personality. Mm-hmm. He's funny. Like, he's done, like, stand-up, um, good with the media, just a fun person to be around. And so I think, for me, I think Blake is somebody, like, I'm similar to in that way. Um, Sports is about fantasy though sport for us normal people who don't go go on to play professional sports and for kids i mean 
when you ask me who I'm most like, it's almost irrelevant to me. Cause I, I didn't grow up in my driveway, like pretending to be Jack Haley. Do you guys know who that is? Probably from the last dance, you know who that is. Yes. Even though that would probably have been most appropriate, but so in the same way, like it's, it's kind of an irrelevant question to me, who is most, who I am most like the better question is who do I most wish I could be? And as someone who's 37 years old, married kids has a job, has to be responsible with all these things that I live vicariously through Russell Westbrook's total disregard and abandon for all of that. It just does what he wants and everybody else has to deal with it. I love that. I love that. I like watching some of these other guys like Giannis and, and Durant and these, these other, I don't, I'm not a big fan of Durant personality wise. He seems, seems like it'd be mutual. He seems to hate the media. Um, and I don't think Russell Westbrook would be fun to cover, but I feel like, I feel like if you went to Giannis's house, for example, he'd probably got these beautiful marble statues that he would show you and you'd be so impressed. And you, if you went to Kevin Durant's house, he'd have this beautiful grand piano and he'd be able to play it so well. And you'd be so impressed. But if you went to Russell Westbrook's house, he'd be like, yo, I got some illegal fireworks in my shed. You want to go blow some stuff up? And I'd be like, yes. So <laughs> I don't know where to go from there. You know what well, I mean, though? You know what I mean? I no, I don't. No, look, when you watch some of these other guys, I mean, when you watch Giannis, that that might be the height of basketball right now, as far as what you can do. And in that body, that skill set, it's incredible. But is that as fun as, you know, blowing some stuff up behind the shed? I Maybe don't not. think that's no, I, I, don't I like think I like the combustibility. I don't think that's what I think he's combustible as a player. Yes. I don't think he's out has fireworks in his garage blowing. And you know, what's funny. I bet he has That's, some cool stuff. You, you have this, the weird fascination with this George Bush thing. <laughs> that was which, the same which thing of those you guys said about would be George most Bush. likely to own a tiger. Russell Westbrook might own a tiger. That'd be cool. All right. Um, on that note, Tony, I was going to say the player you're most like to me Kyrie? is Ky- Kyrie Irving. Because one, I think you're very good at what you do. Like Kyrie might be one of the best ball handlers in the history of the NBA. Definitely top five with Steph, Isaiah, uh, Rod Strickland, who's also his, his godfather. I think. Rod Strickland. How do you even know who Rod Strickland is? Because I, I've watched basketball goal. my entire life. Watching Jason. YouTube, the goal. Jason, my dad's I, my dad's older. Like my dad. Come on, man. What are you doing? I know who I know Rod make, Strickland is. I'm just surprised you I, do. I make jokes about you being old, but that doesn't mean I'm just some novice. All right, about you've been sport. studying. Good, good. I'm glad. Um, but the other thing, the reason I think Tony is like Kyrie is because every once in a while, maybe once a month, he says some off the wall thing where everybody looks at him like he's the craziest dude in the room. And like, I think there's some things that Kyrie's been right about. There's other things where it's like, mm, you could have the filter. <laughs> yeah, but I think I the think big difference that, is Tony means it. I, I, I don't always know if I think Kyrie Irving is kind of, you know, those people that want to appear to be very deep, but maybe aren't that deep. I don't think it's fair to make that assessment. I'm just saying because of the things they say, Tony and Kyrie are exactly alike to me because they're both weird. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want I, I can I tell you it's not an act him, with Tony. I can't. Tony's not weird. trying to put something on. I don't think it's fair to call them weird. I just think they're eccentric. It's not um, a, it's not an insult to say weird. It is not to me. To I don't mean it as an insult. 
but they they like they have no filter and because they have no filter they are the same to me it could be tony your response that's fair mm-hmm. <laughs> see oh uh jason I, I think I, did you enjoy russ did you enjoy tony um imagining himself as steph curry yeah, because I said, no shot in hell, Tony. You are Kyrie, and that is it. But uh, the, fake, the fake humble thing, I think there's some real humble in Steph. But he not afraid. He not going to let people slander his name out here. Like, he's not one of the best point guards of all time, though. I, yeah. I, I feel him on that. Uh, Jason, I think you are – I didn't pick a white dude. <laughs> I, hate, I hate, like, on drafts where a white dude gets drafted, and you. it's always – Oh, this dude's gonna be the next Doug McDermott or Wally Zerbiak. Yeah. Scrappy. Right. Scrappy, shoot threes, play right. no defense. Like that's right. I don't think that's fair. And okay. and so I picked uh a black dude, uh, and then I picked a white dude just because we gotta throw one in the mix. So I think uh you're very Jimmy. We already Butler. got a Jack Haley reference in. I said you're very Jimmy Butler in your personality because mm. I think you're funny. People think you're mean sometimes. Okay. Yeah. But like your teammates love you. And the people that play against you. Not don't all love of them. You. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. So we got, are we going to say some names? <laughs> oh, Tony's probably thinking of Potsy. That's okay. though. That's hilarious. <laughs> Tony, did um, you, you, you loved Jimmy Butler back in the day, right? When he would go, when he was on the bulls and he went head to head with LeBron. I mean, he can handle LeBron pretty well as far as anybody can. I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I rock with Jimmy. I wouldn't say he's one of my, like, favorites, but, yeah, I get Jimmy. I understand him. So, yeah, I rock with Jimmy. Who, who's been better on the Bulls in the last 10 years? Oh, Other no, than Derrick Rose. Well, since Derrick Rose's MVP season, who's been better than Jimmy Butler? Nobody. But that's I also – never let him go. But, that, but, the, but that's also saying kind of a lot when it's like, oh, your best player since Derrick was Jimmy Butler. Russ, who'd you pick for yourself? Oh, um, I pick Blake as personality. Well, who's your favorite player? Uh, oh, oh, oh. Okay. Who's your favorite? And I did, right. I did Dame and yes, uh, yes, Luka. yes, yes. You did say that. Dame yes. and Luca. Gotcha. Yes, yes. Good job listening to by us. That's, 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 that's and Jason's married, and so he doesn't listen. Tony, I understand why he doesn't listen, but yeah, y'all, y'all got to be active listeners, man. What's wrong with y'all? We'll cut that in post. <laughs> Tony, would you would you use who's your favorite basketball player as a job interview question? And would you actually because you you would be in position, I think, to hire people. Yeah. Would you use that as a question? And would you make an actual evaluation off of that? I would. If somebody said Russell Westbrook, I'd be like, all right, not hiring them. I think you're right. I think you should. <laughs> yes. I think loose, Russell Westbrook. Hire loose cannons. <laughs> you shouldn't. No. Russell Westbrook absolutely belongs on center stage on national TV. In a, on a basketball court, he does not belong in your HR department or your accounting department. Completely agree. Yeah. And that's why, that's why I can't, that's why it's, that's why it's vicarious for me. I, I can't actually live that way because I have to function in the normal workplace. Other person I said for is uh, Jason was Kevin Love. <laughs> hey, this is Jason Leisure. No matter which Chicago team you love most, Obvious Shirts has Smart, funny, high-quality shirts that look great. Spring is the perfect time to pick one out. Baseball season is underway. You've got Mother's Day and Father's Day coming up. And regardless of all that, it's finally T-shirt season after all these months of being inside, wearing hoodies and sweaters. 
That's why you need to hit up Obvious Shirts. It's Chicago owned and operated since 2015. Obvious Shirts is for fans by fans. Like I said, they have something for every team in town. My favorite one is the baseball needs more Tim Anderson's White Sox shirt. That one's cool, but you can pick out plenty of other ones. Bulls, Cubs, Illinois. They have tons of different options on there. Their unique and creative designs are going to make you stand out. Go to ObviousShirts.com and use promo code ADJACENT10. If you don't know how to spell adjacent, this is a really good time for you to learn. I'll spell it for you right now. A-D-J-A-C-E-N-T. And then add the number 10 at the end of that. It's all one word, adjacent 10, to receive 10% off next time you order at ObviousShirts.com. You should go get one right now. Obvious Shirts, words on shirts. Jason, you, me, and Tony often talk about dating on this podcast and you being yes. the, the only married person. Yes. I wanted to get you more involved in this and mm. take I felt like back. I was very involved as a listener. Uh, you, we all know you're a terrible listener. Uh, so now that we understand that, I hope you weren't a terrible listener when you and your lovely wife, Ashley started dating. Um, well, that's higher stakes than this podcast. Wow. Well, I mean, come on, man. If I if I for, if I forget that you already said that you remind yourself that Blake Griffin reminds you of you, that's a little different than if I'm not listening and forget something that was said in my house. I guess, but doesn't mean my feelings. You'll, you'll see. You'll see. <laughs> but I wanted to ask you, like, what was the first date you took your wife, but then girlfriend Ashley on when you guys were students at Tulane? Yeah, back in New Orleans, man. Wow, that's a long time ago. Um, that's so long ago. That's almost 20 years ago now at this point. So it's a little harder to remember. Um, so you're a bad listener and you have a bad memory. I do have a bad memory. I don't feel like that's a personality flaw. That's something I can't really control. I have a bad, I, yeah, I do seem to have a bad memory. I'm concerned about that. I'm worried about myself. You need to go see somebody. Yeah. Well, yeah, thanks. I'm glad you're having a good chuckle about it. I can tell that you, <laughs> my friend really cares that well, I'm worried about whether my mental capacity is slipping. I'm glad I that's, mean, I'm glad that's funny podcast content to you, Russ. I can I mean, remember, we gotta do what I, gotta do. I can remember a date early in our marriage that did, that went horribly wrong. Um, I, I don't know if you guys remember these, but if you guys remember this character or are that familiar with it, but Sacha Baron Cohen did this thing 20 years ago or so where he was Ali G. Do you know this character? It's pretty yes. funny. Did you guys like this or no? Tony, Tony's checked out, but Russ, did you like it or no? Wasn't a huge fan of okay. it. Okay. So I thought that was really funny. And then he became Borat. Mm -hmm. And I didn't, I, I was unfamiliar with that character. I hadn't seen that much. I don't know if that was on his show too much or if I just hadn't seen it or whatever. But my wife knew that I liked Ali G. And then the Borat movie came out and my wife's like, oh, this will be a great date night. I'll take him to go see Borat. If you've ever seen Borat, that's not a date movie. I don't know for who that would be a date movie. I don't know if that's even a movie that another human being should see, period, because it was a drive in movie down in Miami. And so we pull up in our car. And it's like seven minutes in, you got two big, hairy, naked guys somersaulting with each other throughout a hotel room and into a conference room or a ballroom. It did not go well. And I just, it just got more and more uncomfortable from there. This was, this was not your classic 
uh, romantic comedy date night movie at all. So it was your pit. It was your decision to go see Borat. No, no, it was I, Ashley's decision. I, I, I don't know if I was familiar enough with the Borat character to know that it was a bad idea because I did go along with it. But no, it was my wife's idea. She thought she was doing something nice. And so then she's like, hey, this will be great. You know, instead of going instead of going to see, you know, what you would typically imagine being a date night movie, we'll go see a movie that that you'll really like Borat. So instead (laughs) so instead of going to see the notebook, you guys went and saw saw Borat. Yes. And and I don't know which of us was more horrified by it between my wife seeing this on the screen and me uh, having to sit next to her seeing it on the screen. Yeah, that sounds right. But you guys were married at that point. So I guess the yeah, it wasn't as a b- big of a deal as if that happened on a date where it's like, mm, maybe it this is not, where we part ways. It was not traumatic. The the one thing I remember from uh, when I met my wife and when we first were on, I guess what you'd call a date uh, at that time in New Orleans was that I did. I apparently did not make a great impression. I think my and you got to remember, man, back then, like I had hair. I was decently good looking at that time, but I did not make a good impression personality wise. It was. uh, I'm surprised that I got a second date out of that. Yeah. So (laughs) that's funny. Um, So what we're going to have has to have Ashley on to get her side of the story one soon. Yeah, we should definitely Uh um, not do that. But all right. What? What things do you wish you knew about Ashley when you first started dating that you know now? Oh, everything, man. You have no idea what you're getting into when you start that. And then you're married for 15 years. You you think, you know, you're sure, you know. Wait, before I want to stop you before you say anything incriminating. Like, I, I want you to know, I don't want you to have to make a phone call where you're just like, hey, Russ, I need to come spend the night. <laughs> <laughs> or or call Tony and be like, hey, Tony, we have to edit some stuff out. And Tony would be like, right. Uh, yeah, go ahead and put the elevator music because yeah, I can't who did, see this. Who did, who did you offend? Um, You know, everyone Everybody, in my house. Uh, the right. mother of my children and right. the love of my life. <laughs> no, it's interesting. And you'll, you'll, you'll see that you'll see this for yourself someday that uh, you really have so much more to learn about the person and, and not in a bad way just in a more thorough way and people change over time i mean i think we're both different people than when we got married 15 something year 15 plus years ago but now when we go on dates we run into these conflicts of you can't just go on a date anytime you want when you have kids you can't just i mean maybe some people can if they can drop them off at their parents or if they have better uh, babysitting infrastructure than we have or something like that but they don't just, you can't just do this four times a week and still be able to run your house and your life and everything at, at this point. At least I can't. So when you have those dates, there's like, you really want to make it count. You really want to make it worth something. And I think I always want to go do something big. And my wife's idea of a great time, if someone else is watching the kids, is we just hang out at the house. But you also will run into these times where it's like, you'll have a date night and you haven't had a chance to discuss something because you always have other people. You always have, you have kids around. It's like walking surveillance cameras around you at all times. And you'll spend the entire, you'll spend the entire time talking about, uh, you know, how you want to handle this or that. It's not really uh, it's not, it's sometimes is more of a romantic business meeting about how to run the house 
<laughs> than a uh, than what you think of as a date. Yeah, I if you were advertising for getting married, you did a terrible job there, sir. <laughs> <laughs> In the commercial that you just did for dating, married it's a people, meeting. married people who have kids will know exactly what I'm talking about. If you've oh, had I'm, some, I'm sure if you've had some issue in your house that you and it's not even a bad thing, but you might have some undecided thing in your house, some unresolved thing that you haven't had a chance to talk about. And when you finally get three hours free, that just happens to be your date night. Then, you know, you'll probably spend a lot of time discussing whatever that is. See, Let's that uh, is. can we can we lighten this up a bit? What's the best part about being <laughs> right? I'm telling you, I'm looking for the good stuff. And Jay said, "Yo, this is the worst part about it. You don't have any fun. You, you I get yelled at. Like, whose hair is this in the dream? I didn't like, say that's any what you're that. saying. I didn't say any of that. Oh man, don't even get me started on hair problems. That <laughs> I I prefer everything to be. I like my house, my bathroom, my car, everything to look." like how a hotel and a rental car does like how you keep your place, Russ, like everything's super clean and tidy. Uh, everything. And everyone else in my house is a little more tolerant of clutter. Can I put it that way? And like the bathroom today after my kids used it and after the dog was in there, it, it looked like we must've just opened up our bathroom for the whole neighborhood to use this morning. And there's dog hair all over, which <laughs> it, it looks like it, lo it, it looks like it'd be my mess, but it's not. That's not my hair all over the floor. That's the dog's hair. So, yeah, there's a lot of there was a lot of uh, that was just this morning. Yeah, there was a lot of cleaning up this morning. But you back to Tony's thing. Good, yeah. Good. Parts. Sorry. Good. Parts uh, of like someone else does the cleaning up sometimes. Yeah, you definitely got to sleep on my couch because <laughs> <laughs> you did not land this plane. There's a million good parts of it. Russ, do you want me to sit here and just and tell you all the, you know, just ramble on and on about all the, I mean, I'd gonna, rather you give us be good. Is that going to, if I talk about how my wife is my best friend and how she's always here and, and that this is like the best decision I ever made, is that good content? I mean, that's all true, but is that going to be, is that going to be interesting to anybody? I, I mean, mean, you gave us a million bad things. I'll just throw one in there for, I don't even think I gave you bad things. Did I? It's just realistic. I mean, that's not, I guess Tony, from Tony, you went from your perspective. What did you just hear in the soliloquy Jason gave about dating his wife and and going into marriage? Um, as a person that is that is seriously dating, um, it 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 was a realistic spin on it. <laughs> it's not like the you know the storybook movie you know type of thing, but it that that is realistic. Like sometimes, like at least initially, you may not mesh with a person at first, but then you eventually may like that person and then you spend a life together and it's not all happiness all the time and roses it's work so no i i get i'm i listen my parents been together for 40 years so i understand the work that got to go into it i'm just saying let's, let's throw some positive in every once in a while to change things up they don't make movies about it they don't make movies about how great it is to know somebody that well after 15 years of being married, that's not a that's not a Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone movie. All those movies are about, you know, the fast and furious part of relationships, which is great. It doesn't stay that way forever. There's parts of that that stay, but there's also a lot of other things that change and things that come up and ways you have to as 
a couple adapt to different things. And I mean, your day-to-day life is not going to look like those movies. Yeah. That those movies don't win Oscars. (laughs) What does a hot boy summer for Bill Gates look like? Let's do that. Let's do that. Yeah. What do you, what what do you imagine that being Tony? I can tell you've thought about this. So, you know, Let's have a let's have a good, fun, uh, hilarious podcast segment about people getting divorced after almost three decades. But what do you think? Uh, what do you think free agency is going to look like for Bill Gates? Ooh, uh, I mean, you're talking about a guy with all the money in the world can literally do anything he wants is a bachelor now. Right. For the first time in what 30 something years or whatever. Uh, Bill Gates, everybody was talking about Bill Gates. Um, yeah, that was the entire premise I just set up. You're just repeating you what I said. Bill Gates? Man, I'm yes. a listener. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, wow. Uh, in 2021, man, he's going to be out here. He's going to be out here <laughs> reckless. I, like, I, uh, Tony, what, it's not me. Reckless before? Tony, Tony. This is we're not talking about me and my hot boy summer. We're talking about Bill Gates. Like you think Bill Gates is gonna be out here slanging it, slanging oh, it? No, yes, no, he's not. No, yes. he's not. Why not? I don't care how much money he has. Why not? No, that's not his personality. I don't think that's his personality type. At this point, he's probably just looking. How would you know? Listen, man. Well, if I is had he a, even six, how old is he, Tony? Why, why do you imagine that Bill Gates, just because it's because of how he looks, it's because of the glasses? No. Because no, he's no, a computer no, no. guy? You're wow. just picturing? No. How old is he? I it just, Bill Gates is 65. I think 65-year-olds could still have a very active dating life. It's, y'all are crazy as hell. If you, I, at, first of all, if, I, if you have $130 billion, why would you date like everybody else? I would just fly people private to my, where I am. Man can How be exactly? all the way up to 50s and beyond. He's out here. First of all, Tony, I don't think he's looking to having any kids at, at this point, but I'm just saying, <laughs> I don't think he's having the normal dating experience 130 billion up. Like, I'm, yo, fly to Paris. I'll meet you there. Here's the jet. It'll pick you up. You think like, that's how he's working Bumble? Like, as opposed to how you're doing it? Yeah, I mean, you're, you're, you're like hoping somebody will go out to dinner with you at the local Applebee's. Dude. Bill Gates is like, hey, meet me in Fiji. First of all, nobody goes to Applebee's, too. If I had I a drove 30- past Applebee's the other day, I would have agreed with you. I would have agreed with you. I drove past Applebee's just the other day. It was packed. There was Dude. no I, I drove past it. I can't remember the last time I've been to an Applebee's and I did not think people went there. Uh, this would be another helpful thing sponsorship wise, <laughs> but it was packed, man. Here we go. Now it's time for a Chicago Bears segment we call. This is fine. I'm okay with the events that are unfolding currently. Everything's fine. That's okay. Things are going to be okay. You know, for the first time in a while, I I am okay with the events that are unfolding with the Bears. I didn't think I'd be able to say that for a long time. Russ, uh... Everything's fine with the Bears. Um, yeah, it is. They have a new quarterback. Hell yeah, they do. A new left tackle. And I'm looking here. Those are good and, cornerstones uh, to have. Everything. The update is that everything actually is fine. 
Let's go. The first time in podcast history. Yeah. That's it. I don't I don't know how I feel about that. Like it feels dirty. So for things to actually be fine. It feels like the made, it feels the opposite of that. It feels clean. I feel like we made a deal with the devil. Otherwise, like something's gonna go wrong. No, it wasn't. I yeah, mean, like, that's it was just we, Dave Gettleman. That's all. <laughs> if we think about it, like what bad things have happened? Like the White Sox have lost two thirds of their outfield, so the Bears back. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, funny. like we wanted Ryan Pace out of here, and now he's not gonna be out of here. No, he's not gonna be out of here. So that's probably the trade off. Yeah, right. Um, to to go back to what we were talking about, one, I can't tell you guys the places I take dates to, but it's not Applebee's. Uh, two. I'm glad to hear that. I hope not. No. Two. If if I had a hundred and thirty billion dollars, there's no shot in hell I'm on Bumble. You know. You know. I can promise you that. You know what you got to do? There's probably some dating app for people that wealthy that we don't even I'm know not, exists. First of all, if, we don't if even I have a hundred thirty billion, you're yeah. lucky I have a phone. Like I don't want to talk to anybody. I'm gonna talk wow. to people that I want to talk. Like why would I? Why would I let people contact me if I had a hundred thirty billion? Like, why? Think about that. Like, I can call. A- Yo, it's Russ. Y'all know what I can do. Fly to Paris. All right. So we know that the money will definitely change Russ. What were we going to say, Tony? What? That? What? Are y'all drunk? Yes, ahead, this is changing me. This ahead, podcast Tony. is a wrap at $130 billion. Look, there's no such thing as an ugly billionaire. I'm shooting my shot at Rihanna. I'm shooting my shot at everybody that I deem. <laughs> I'm, I'm with Tony. You laugh. I'm with him. Rihanna, like, Sofia Vergara. Every, yeah, every everybody's getting getting the shot. How, Russ, how's he? How's he making his play for Rihanna? How's he even getting her? I number? have a hundred and thirty billion dollars. What's he just buying a billboard that says that and hoping she calls? Like, how does he get? No, how does he get a hold of her? If you're Bill Gates, I don't think you just slide Rihanna. into Rihanna's DMs, even if you're Bill Gates. At one hundred thirty billion, shit. Yes, you can. <laughs> <laughs> what are you crazy? Yes, you can. There, there's nothing you can't do at 130 billion. At, the, at, 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 at his age, and everybody's different. Is he trying to find love again, or is he just out here? I think he's. Fun? I think he's looking for a, a life partner, a second half of life partner at this point. I mean, he only got about. Well, he's rich. He may, you know, live for have another 40 left. Right, but in theory, right, it's like. Is it really worth trying to find somebody else long term? I think it's I think it's he might have a really honest and good relationships at this point in his life because it's like, look, I've been married before. I'm really just trying to build positive relationships with people at this point, which I think that's a cool for him. That's probably a cool place to live. Like it's almost like dating for the first time again, because it's like it's really authentic. You you know who he is. You know, what he coming to the table with. And he's not going to lie to people. It's like, look, I'm Bill. Y'all, you know, what my. It, it's probably different when you can Google how much he's worth. Like if a date can be like, how much is. Oh, OK. Yeah. yeah, Bill's definitely getting date number two. You know, he's got to do, though, right? What? what? You got to go find uh, X Miss Bezos. Mm-hmm. Why would he do that? Because build an empire. What you mean? Build an empire. Okay. First of I like, all, I liked your idea about him, you know, going after Rihanna a little bit better. I also had a question about something else you threw in there, Tony, about him. You you said that he was 65 in a way of like, well, he's just going to shut it down and run out the clock from here. 
like, you, you understand people live way you longer. Take a than, knee. You understand? Like, do you know some 65 year olds? They're, they're 60, 65 year olds are still pretty active. Yeah. Yeah. That's all I made that's, the point. 65 like, is 65 is not elderly. You're technically fertile. No, I, I, okay. I don't know if I'd have gone that far, but all right. <laughs> I don't think Bill. Cause there's, there's certain things at 135 billion up that you can't do. Like right. What? Well, no, the no, note that not can't, but like, I'm not shooting at, there's a bar now. Like I'm, I'm, there's a certain tier, like Rihanna is the tier I'm shooting at. Like anything below, I'm just like, sorry, buddy. I feel like you can do anything. You, Ru- I mean, Russ is revealing everything that I was pretty sure I already knew about his ego. What if I if, if I have a hundred and thirty five billion? Are y'all what? You crazy if you think you're not changing like, hundred thirty five yeah, like billion? You can, do, you can do anything you want at one hundred thirty. Mm-hmm. If you want to shoot your shot at Rihanna, fine. If you see a, a a nice young lady that is you know waiting a table that at a restaurant you're at, shoot that shot too. Like there is no range anymore. You're you're well beyond anybody that you need in terms of financially. Like nobody is going to help you with anything. It's all about, does this person make me feel good about myself? And do I make them feel good at that age and then at that financial tier? So I say, yeah, if you want to shoot a shot Rihanna, that's fine. I don't think there should be like, I'm only going after the Rihanna. I feel like you you have the stability to do whatever you want. I actually, now that you say that, Tony, I do think like Bill gonna find himself like a young waitress at a Perkins or something or Denny's. You got him <laughs> as Tiger Woods now. <laughs> I mean, close to a billionaire. <laughs> Tiger Woods billionaire, so that that makes sense. Maybe that's there's something the Perkins billionaire discount. I, I bet you Bill Gates is more comfortable talking to women than Tiger Woods. I bet Bill Gates. Might be, might do a little better than Tiger Woods out yeah, there. Yeah, Ty, Tiger needed Michael Jordan to tell tell him <laughs> that. Yo, just tell them that you're Tiger Woods. You'll be fine. <laughs> do you want to hear the things we did not get to today? There's some interesting ones. Yes, sir. The I this was one I saw on the news, and I wanted to ask you about. The Astros are still getting booed. Is that is that just like? In perpetuity, is that ever going to end? I don't think as long as they have a team, are people going to boo? Well, last year, the best thing that happened to the Houston Astros was the pandemic because there was nobody in the stands to boo them and it kind of got off. And so, yeah, I I think it'll happen this year. I think it'll slowly start to fade off next year. The New York Knicks and Atlanta Hawks are headed to the playoffs, which is the first I'm hearing of this. Tony, who is good on the Knicks? Julius Randle. Julius Randle. Really? He's going to win most improved, uh, probably get a couple MVP votes. Yeah, Tom's been balling. revitalized Julius Randle's career. And I know I know Trey Young on the Hawks. Is there anybody else good on the Hawks? How are those teams good? Yeah, yeah you, John you know, he's talking about people who weren't watching basketball. We were talking about Jason. <laughs> I don't see those teams. I, the, yeah, the, every week, it's the Nets, Lakers, Bucks, Sixers. I never see these teams. I never see the Knicks and the Hawks on TV. Yeah, yeah. Uh, great coaching jobs. That's happening down in those two areas of uh, the country. Yeah, they're playing well. So There's going to be interesting playoffs this year. John Collins, DeAndre Hunter. Like, there are some dudes on those teams, man. The uh, Pacers coach is another guy I've never heard of, Nate Bjork. 
Bjorkgren, am I saying that right? Bjorkgren, Borkgren. I, I, I know, he, never I heard know of he, him. Has an, he has an interesting name. So I've never I, heard of I'm him, sorry. but I just saw that there's a Woj report that he has an uncertain future, which I think if anytime Woj is reporting that you have an uncertain future, it's pretty clear you have no future. You, have no, future. you right. have no future at that point. Yeah. yeah. If Russ, if, uh, if, if Woj reported that Tony Gill has an uncertain future with this podcast, then you'd be hearing oh, a new producer next week. The way he's you said it. uncertain, I thought you were going to say uncircumcised. That, that will be the next Woj report. <laughs> Tony Gill has an uncertain future with this podcast. Good contribution there, Tom. Uh, next month marks the 158-year anniversary of Abraham Lincoln killing all the vampires. And uh, we always appreciate that freedom. Um, I'm surprised Nick Cage didn't get that movie. A California gubernatorial candidate is campaigning with a thousand pound bear to show people, uh, I guess, that he's tougher than the governor they've got right now. Um, And eight lions in India tested positive for COVID. Did you hear this? Well, they're really going to get it under control now because once the animals get it, you know how (laughs) people get it. You realize how many animals have tested positive for this? Goats, uh, tigers, dogs, ferrets, pumas, cougars, snow leopards, gorillas, minks, cats, deer, but not chickens, ducks, or mice. They've been trying to give COVID to chickens, ducks, and mice in a lab to be able to test it, test things on them, and uh, they can't get it, I guess. Good to know. And frigate birds in the Galapagos Islands can sleep while flying. Russ, did you know that? I do not that's, know that. That's important I news. See, I, we could have done a whole segment on that, buddy. But they are um, real, though. I'm not doing this today. All right. Thank you guys for listening to the Sports Adjacent podcast. Uh, as always, make sure you hit up Obvious Shirt Sports Adjacent merch pre-orders coming uh, for Jason Leisure or Jason, as we call him in the streets. Tony Gill. Russ Dorsey, we will see you guys next week. Thanks for listening to Sports Adjacent with Jason Leisure and Russell Dorsey. Be sure to download, subscribe, and give the podcast five stars. You can check out the latest episode of Sports Adjacent on all digital streaming platforms. I'm very much adjacent. For a couple hours, I thought I was hood. But then all that happened, I was like, you know what, James? You adjacent to the motherfucker.